A reading from John 8, 41-44 Jesus said, You are doing the works of your own father. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, If God is your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Uh, This uh, particular passage in John is very important to me uh, because at some point in my early days of uh, returning to the Bible, I was never saturated by biblical stories like Nathan Hart was as a kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I had a, I would say, a very superficial understanding of what the Bible was. And probably that added up to almost no understanding. Mm-hmm. But when I came in, in, when when I started reading, I finally came to the Gospel of John, and it really it stopped me in my tracks. Um, and I've, I've spoken of this before. I, I before all this happened, and I went into book publishing. I I, I was getting an advanced degree, a PhD in English Lit. Mm-hmm. And when I you know I have a certain understanding of Shakespeare and some of the great great writers uh, of fiction and plays and poetry. And I saw this thing about language that Jesus is talking about. And I also saw it in the language of the beginning of the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word mm-hmm. was God. He was with God in the beginning. It's almost musical. Mm-hmm. It is certainly high poetry. And what it is is doing, and what I felt it was doing, it was... It, I had had the world upside down. I thought the great writers were people like Shakespeare and Homer and all these great writers of fiction and nonfiction. And I saw it was all coming from this. It wasn't coming mm-hmm. from anything else. This was the foundation of everything. And so when Jesus says, why is my language not clear to you? It, it, it's a very good sign when the language of the Holy Spirit through the Bible starts to become clear to you. Mm-hmm. It's a very good sign that your heart is not with Satan, mm-hmm. but is being transformed into a heart for God. And I think that's very telling here because he explicitly says, you can't understand me because your father's the devil. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people are not going to say, well, that can't be me. Well, I think we have to look into it. I mean, where, you know, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So what do you, I mean, you can ask anybody, what do you believe? What is crucial in your life? What do you believe is profoundly central to your, your being? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, you know I, and if they're truthful, it's going to be the things of this world. Mm-hmm. Because that's the way, you know, the sinful nature unredeemed is always going to look at uh, one's life mm-hmm. as, you know, a, you know, I, 
got the, I, I graduated from Harvard, top of my class. I went to law school. I've been a top law firm. I became president of the United States, whatever. Those are worldly things. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I could go on by this, but I, I think language was transformative in my case in terms mm-hmm. of seeing the Bible for really what it was rather than what I had thought it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the language of the Bible because the audience that Jesus is speaking to right here, uh, they would have known the language of the Torah very well. But the problem is, you know, with all their knowledge of the Torah and all their knowledge of their own lineage, it really had led them to do what often the human heart does with any knowledge and it led them to what I would call as spiritual pride, right? They think that they're spiritual justified. Pride. Spiritual pride. They think okay, that they're pride. Yeah, right. justified before God <clears throat> because they're in the correct lineage, right? They're in this lineage of Abraham. And really, I think the tension here is that they're unable to see Jesus because of that spiritual pride. This is why Jesus would go on to say, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And that first step in really coming to Christ is recognizing our own need for him. Yeah, the um, I was in a Bible study earlier this week, uh, and we were on we were looking at the Beatitudes, and that's of course the first one. And I've always been tripped up by that. Um, I don't have it in front of me, so just repeat it if you can. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I always had a hard time with the poor in spirit mm. uh, because what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not spiritual. I mean, you, you can really confuse it. Mm-hmm. But I think you defined it really, really well a second ago. Uh, it, 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 repeat that because it's worth repeating. What you said yeah. about that? Well, you know, the, this idea of poverty in spirit is really hinges on this idea of not being rich in spirit. It's the opposite of being rich in spirit. So, being rich in spirit would be saying, you know, I'm good. You know, I'm right, right before right. God, which is the response essentially of the Jews here with Jesus. The poor in spirit is to recognize I'm not good. Right? I, I need I need someone to fix this problem. Well we said, God. Well said. That's very helpful. Thank you. Mm-hmm.